This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is sponsored by Brewskits, handcrafted dog treats made from spent beer grains, oats, barley, and rye. No chemical preservatives, a great source of fiber, and packed with protein. Visit brewskits.com to see the full selection of treats for your dog and your cat. Receive 15% off your first order by typing in two important words, Fermented Adventure, at checkout. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. We're here at Four Fingers Brewing Company. He's Jack Fritz. I'm Rich Shane. Dawn Ranieri's here. And this is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Jack, welcome to the podcast. Excited to be here. Excited to talk about some Four Fingers beer. We're, we're excited to talk beer with you and yeah. learn your story. Try some of your beers. The question that I always want to know is, how did all this get started? How did Four Fingers Brewing Company start? Well, it's funny. Uh, so I liked beer. I liked uh, craft beer my whole life. Uh, not my whole life. You know, I don't want to. It can be your whole life. I don't want to give away that I've been drinking forever, but um, <laughs> I was sober until I was 20. Okay. And I turned 20. Um, but yeah, so I was like craft beer. I always like bringing it home. Um, and my dad, he. Ross. Ross, yes. Not a big craft beer guy. He's a Coors Light guy growing up. Always made fun of me for liking craft beer. Um, and then he started trying it. And he's like, this is way better. Um, so what he, was his, was, was it just branding? Was it packaging? I'm just curious, what was his focus to say, I don't like craft beer? Or was it just that he just didn't try the right craft beer at the I time? I think he didn't try the right craft beer. And he always like, he just felt like beer was the strict, you know, light beer. Gotcha. And anything else is like, that's not real beer, you know? So he, he didn't feel like the craft beer was the real beer. And then he started drinking it and he was like, wow, this is, this is way better. So, um, yeah, so he, when I went back to school, this is while I was still in college, um, he started homebrewing. And he was just, you know, working out. The- so, so this is this. Dad doesn't like beer. Doesn't like craft beer. Right. And now he's while you're secretly, while you're not secretly, while you're away at college. Yeah. He's home brewing. Yeah. Did you know about this at the time, or did you just kind of stumble onto his little hobby? No, I mean, I knew about it. I didn't think it was going to turn into anything. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was funny. And then uh, I came home a little bit from school, and I tried some of it, and I was like, "This is pretty good," you know, for home brewing and just figuring out how to do it like he's only been brewing now i think for only four years um and here it's only been you know about a year and a half uh so he's he's figuring it out and the the beer is getting getting pretty good so we're excited about it but um yeah so so i went back to school he started home brewing um and we had this building over here obviously we had man bros next to us great pizza in the delco area and then uh on the right side of the building 
So we have a dog bone company as well. Um, so they spend all uh, most of the week making dog bones over there, but nothing is really. So are they using your spent grains to make their dog bones? Or they no, it's up? all it's a whole different operation. So this isn't even a spent grain thing. This is just we had no plans of <laughs> wow. opening a brewery or anything. Okay, um, but, but you own the building. Yes. Well, oh, that's cool. Yes, we right, own the awesome. building. So then we had them in the rights or on the far side of the building, but we had nothing. No one was running out the middle. So um, we were just like, well. I'm making beer. I like beer. Uh, why don't we open a brewery? And the first time he told me, I was like, well, that's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> you just started brewing. How are we going to pull that off? Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much how we got started. We had the building. Um, no one was coming in the middle here. And then started putting plans together and continuing to make new beers and and uh, eventually being able to open the doors. So Dad's doing the brewing. Yeah. Ross is doing the brewing. What are your day-to-day operations? What are you working on and focusing on? Well, definitely research and development. Uh, plenty of taste testing. Okay. Official taste tester is what I like to call myself. Um, making sure the beer is good because uh, I think I know beer pretty well. Um, but like my day-to-day is like uh, I'm trying to you know get food trucks in here because um, we have a really nice back area um, that we like to have food trucks come out. Um, also, social media, like I run all of our socials and stuff and, you know, responding to great podcasts like you guys. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, and, yeah, and then I come here, you know, over the weekend, take some pictures of whatever we're doing and uh, trying to get it out there on social. When you started out, this is, you mentioned just a second ago, you've been in business about a year and a half. Yes. So we're talking around the time that COVID was, you know, the restrictions were being put in place or when did you exactly open? Uh, right at the beginning of COVID. So like January, late January of 2020. Okay. So that's when we opened and it was right on time, you know, just right in time for the worldwide pandemic. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. Um, like the restrictions weren't totally in yet, um, but everyone was starting to have that weird feeling of like, I don't know if we should, you know, be here and stuff like that. So, um, but honestly, like, I think we used it almost as like a blessing in disguise because like he's still, you know, learning, brewing and, and getting better at it. And I think the beer's almost in a good spot now because we only were doing takeout for that little bit and we were only open two days a week and we were just, he was kind of perfecting the craft in a way. Um, so I feel like it was almost a blessing in disguise. I would imagine at the time you opened up. I mean, the good news is you're not paying rent here. Right. But you still have this vision of what you want your business to be. Right. And then all of a sudden you have the brakes put on you, but you're still getting acclimated to your systems, yeah. your recipes, creating yeah. new recipes, just just the day-to-day operations of running a business. So as you said, it kind of was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, we were able to, we were able to work out some problems, you know. Get them okay. So what problems? You know, what were some of those moments as you opened up or were getting started? You were like, oh, I don't, I don't know about this. Well, I mean, just you know, I guess they had some heat exchange problem in the back. You know, just trying to get the beer. You know, I think the first the beer wasn't like cold enough. Okay. You know, so just making sure we get it chilled and cold enough for it to come out. Uh, I always a good of like aha moments was. The first time our hazy crazy actually looked hazy, you know, like it was hazy crazy, had good flavor, but like it didn't have the look of a classic hazy. So what was the response when somebody says, I'll take the hazy crazy and it's more looking like a more of a clear, yeah. well, you know. The, the response was, well, where's the haze? <laughs> um, and it's, it's the effect you get after you drink a few. That's yeah, what the hazy yeah, is. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's whatever you want your haze to be. Right. Um, but yeah, the first time, the first time it came out like legitimately hazy with the look, and I was, I remember I was like so fired up because like 
that's how it's supposed to look. Like, we, we, we did it. Um, so, like, the, the flavor was always good. It was just we were missing the little cloudiness. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was like, – there was little things. I mean, I don't know, like, all the little things. But just, just kind of ironing that stuff out and getting people on the same page and um, – yeah, and just and kind of just figuring out as we go. Like, do we want more? Uh, like, we we got the slushy machine, so we started making some spice slushies. We have some mixed drinks and stuff. So, just kind of throwing out ideas, seeing what's stuck, and uh, kind of going from there. As you progressed, or even for your dad, what was that moment where you mentioned aha? And what was that moment where it wasn't just a home brewer kind of thing? I know you had the space available, right. but you know there are a lot of home brewers in the industry. Mm-hmm. What was it that really gave that idea of we can take this and really sell this to the masses. We can keg this up and sell it to restaurants. What what was it? Was it just people's reviews and the returns that dad or you were getting? What was it? Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty crazy. Like uh Untapped is obviously great. Um and we have a good relationship with them and you know just their responses and like the really nice comments and like that stuff just goes so far for, you know, people who are just kind of starting out because, you know, we're not perfect. You know, we're trying to figure this out kind of as we go. It's like when you're dating and you start getting compliments and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah, or yeah I like in, your I like your shirt today. Oh, okay, cool. I like that. Good. Or you're in radio and someone says, "Hey, you don't suck today." Oh I'm no. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the, the little things. Twitter can be a very dark place, you know, where people are just like, "Hey, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think of you." Um, so um, I guess that's why we're not on Twitter, right, Don? Uh, <laughs> listen, you guys are not missing anything. Yeah. It is it is off. Well, it's not off. It's been good. For me, no, it, it, it's like anytime, like you know, you get that negative review or some feedback. Yeah. I mean, it's, if it's constructive, got it. Right. I mean, it's like anything else. We can always do better. You're striving to do better with your beers, yeah. with your service, with your branding, all those things. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, just honestly, like we had some, um, you know, some some people from around here uh, that are part of other breweries and stuff. They came in and they tried it, and they were like, "It's pretty good." And they kind of gave us some tips to to help get our beer to where it needs to be, which is like, it's crazy how nice the craft beer industry is. Like, even though like competitors, like they still kind of give you some tips as to how to help you out. So that was massive. Um, so yeah, it's just really been people coming in, enjoying the beer, having a good time. And um, it's really given us confidence like to, well, we'll probably get there, but getting into more cans and stuff and, and kind of continuing to grow this thing. I think it's one of the things, as you talk about receiving the industry, receiving those that are doing it every day. Mm-hmm. We talk to a lot of people and I don't know why it, it should be surprising, but the idea is that if everybody does well, you're not necessarily in competition. I mean, you're in competitions for people's time and their money. If the craft beer industry, and we're in Delaware County, we're you know roughly about 25 minutes where we are. If you get on 95, we're about 25 minutes out of Center City, Philadelphia. But there are a couple of really, you know, there, there are a bunch of really good craft breweries in the area yeah. that, yeah, would like to have their guests come here or there versus here. But they realize, everybody realizes, look, if, if I help you out with it, with a problem or I help you get better, this becomes more of where we all get better, right? Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy because, um, I mean, growing up playing sports and being in what I do for a living, it's like it's competition, competition, competition. Like you got to win, you got to win. And here it's like, yeah, I mean, everyone – Everyone's winning, you know. If, if there's more craft breweries, more people are coming out wanting to try more craft breweries, and it's coming from the mindset of competition to, hey, like we would like to help you out as well. And you're new with this, and uh, it's been it's been really impressive, and I uh, we're, we're glad to be a part of it. 
Four Fingers Brewing Company. Yeah. How did the name get created? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, there's not really <laughs> like a, there's not really like a, like a symbolism or anything. It was like so. My dad uh, he has a uh, box truck or at his house at our house, and he we have to unload boxes. And I was helping him one morning, and we were just kind of like kicking back names and stuff. And I was like, ah, like. I think these names are kind of creative. You know, you hear the tired hands and you're like, wow, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of weird. You don't really get what it is. And then, um, like, there's some, like, four dogs. Like, we're, like, a big dog family. There's, like, a four dogs tavern out towards us. That's that's great. Um, and then, I don't know, like, somehow, I think he just said, like, what about Four Fingers? <laughs> and I was like, that sounds kind of cool. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a it's an interesting name. It's a name that I think sticks out. You know, you get a four-finger pour, you know, for, for your beer. Um, that was the symbol. That was the vision I had. I mean, because you get two fingers of, uh, let's say, scotch or right. something like that. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't even think of it at the time. And then someone brought that up. And I was like, that's a good point. That's another thing we can work into the story as to how we got the name. Um, but, yeah, it's literally we were just, like, throwing a bunch of names back and forth. And some of them were stupid. Some of them were like, oh, that's right. And then, like, we, he said four fingers. And I was like, I think that's a pretty good name. I think it's a pretty good name. So kind of just stuck, and, and we kind of went with it from there. Who does all your artwork? Do you have a, a local person, or is that some, is that you, family member? Yeah, so uh, – Because I've seen some of the shirts and some of the, you know, the can, the, the can labels around. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Yeah, so thanks. Um, uh, the original logo actually came from Fiverr. Like this, the website where they just do stuff. So, so there's an unnamed person yeah. that has now ended up on a shirt it's and great. all kinds of other great yeah, stuff. Right? Appreciate it. Um, uh, and then, shout out to Fiverr. Yeah, shout out to Fiverr. Um, Which is funny. Fiverr's making four fingers. fingers. Right. Got Look it. Look at that. Um, yeah. So then uh, our one can high hops, which is a playoff of my podcast, which is high hopes. Um, so it's like kind of a way to get people, you know, come in and talk with the fills and. Uh, um, and whatnot. So that's a Philly-based artist who I knew uh, through social media as a big Phillies fan. And I was like, hey, we'd love to have you a part of this. And he was like, I'm all in. So uh, we went back and forth on some old like HK quotes and um, just... What By the, the way, for those that are in Japan, that's yes, Harry Callis. Harry Callis. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. So... And past Phillies broadcaster. Yes. Who was a legend. Yes. Um, still is. Still is legend. Still, still is legend. legendary. Um, yeah. So he just like kind of sent these designs back uh, and I was like, these are amazing. Because it's all hand-drawn stuff. No, like not really computer generated. So um, that was a local-based artist, Paul Carpenter. Um, you can find him all over social media. And then the other two, uh, DeCrema and Hazy Crazy, were both by my buddy, um, who is in graphic design. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's where they came from. And they came back with these great can designs, and we're getting them out there. What's fun is now a lot of what you do reaches other people and incorporates, collaborates with other people too, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. What's the response, you know, what's the response been from, you know, the people that you grew up with that now you own a brewery? Well, it's, they're, they're like, you know, you're pretty young, uh, but they, they think it's cool. You know, we've had it, we haven't come out to the brewery and, um, you know, we've had some, you know, I had my birthday here and a bunch of people came out and it was fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone's been super, super, uh, you know, nice about it. Some people ask mom to bake a cake. You're at, you know, dad, what special beer are you brewing yeah, up for my birthday? Yeah, yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. That's what we came out. We came out with Jack juice. So that was, that might've been it. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been funny. It's like, they'll come out and, you know, I think, I think they would say to themselves like, Oh, I'm sure it's not that great. Like they just started doing it and then they would have it and they would be like, 
it's pretty good. So uh, the response from them's been good. They've been super supportive and you know sharing it all on social media and all that fun stuff. Jack, you mentioned that you gravitated more towards craft beer. Yes. What were some of the you know what beers were you enjoying or what you know craft beers do you enjoy? Yeah. Um. So the first beer, the first craft beer I ever had was a Dogfish Sixty Minute, and I remember having it. And I was like, that tastes almost coffeeish. Like coffeeish, but like it's not. It's not like a normal. Like I'm used to drinking Keystone Light, PBR, Genesee Cream Ale, like all the, all the, the those kind of beers. Um, and I had Dogfish Head, and I was like, again, this is way better. Um, so yeah, so Dogfish Head, you know, uh, Victory Headwaters. I remember I was big into when I first started having craft beer, and then moving really into like all the hazies and, and the juice. I got. I love hazy IPAs and okay. juices, and like I know, I know now it's like, oh, hazies aren't even real beer or whatever, and it's like they're pretty damn good. So who's saying they're well, not? I just feel like beer. I feel like there's this this hazy like uh, bias now, where it's like, oh, hazies aren't real beer. Have you know all this stuff? So it, it, it's like growing up in the '70s and we turn almost in the '80s, and everybody's yelling out, "Disco sucks." Yeah, you know, but everybody. Discoed. I mean, if you grew up in the seventies, that's what you did. It's it's like it was the nineties. You know, all of a sudden grunge was the thing. Yeah. But then you had people saying how much grunge sucked. Right. I mean, that's the natural progression. Everybody looks for something new, so they want to put down what they're leaving on the way out. Right. So, not to say that I think hazy IPAs or juicy IPAs are on the way out, or I don't think anybody would cate- cate- categorize that as saying it's not real beer. But there's so much you guys can do with what you do. Yeah. So, yeah, I still love hazies. Um, and then I've gotten recently more in, like, Belgian triples. Like, I think they're I think they're phenomenal. So, uh, you know, starting to expand the horizons a little this bit. This is fun because this becomes your little laboratory for saying, you know what, I just tried some of this or I, I had some of that. Let's see what we can create and put our spin on it, right? Exactly. And, and um, you know, it takes a guy that can drink a lot of different beers to have that kind of vision. So that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's funny because we had a Belgian, uh, a Belgian a little bit ago. And uh, I really liked it. And I thought it was, I thought it was a really solid beer. We did a collaboration with uh, Aston Abbey, who isn't around anymore, right. unfortunately. But um, he obviously brews a ton of Belgians. So he helped us out on that one. And I thought it was pretty good. So. Starting to starting to expand the expand the, the the beer horizon again. It's nice to have that support in the community for for dad. I mean, you mentioned he was drinking Coors Light, right? What was he starting to brew? What were some of the beers that he was brewing right out of the gate? He started he, with just an IPA. Lager. I, see, I figured lager or an ale or something. No, he started with IPAs. Okay, and then, and then I think he brewed a lager at home um, before he obviously got into a little bigger system over here. Um, but yeah, his first beers were, were all IPAs. That's exciting. And is, is he kind of feeling the same thing? Like now he, he's got his solid ground for doing the IPAs and knows what your customer is going to like and starting to experiment into different things right now too. Yeah, so I think we wanted to make sure we had a good base of IPAs. I mean, they are they're what people drink. I mean, listen, we all like the different kind of beers, but IPAs are the biggest sellers. So I think we wanted to make sure that we had a good base of IPAs that we had our bases covered. We had a double, we had a, we had a hazy, we had a session, uh, we had a West Coast, um, so and and mixed in different kinds of juices and stuff like that. So we want to make sure we had our bases covered that we knew how to brew them. And I think we have that now. Um, and now it's kind of just figuring out, you know, how can we make our other beers kind of sell as well as our as our IPAs because you know, I mean, 
while I like our other beers, IPAs are just the, the home run hitters. So just trying to make sure we had a good base of, of the IPA and now, um, you know, spreading out our wings with our other beers. Is it is it about introducing something that you're thinking, all right, this will be a limited release. There's a stout on the menu now, an oatmeal stout. Mm-hmm. Maybe you say, let's try that, see how it's received. If it does become a heavy hitter or does go, you know, that this could become a regular on the tap. Or do you just kind of keep trying some different things? Like you said, the Belgian triple, do you right. go back to that? Yeah. Know? I mean, personally, I, I, I would like to get more into the limited release stuff, but we just wanted to make sure we had good beers on tap before we started worrying about special small batch stuff. Um, so yeah, like uh, Annie's Red is an example of a beer that like, personally, I was like, no one cares about Red Ales. I mean, personally, I didn't think anyone cared. And then we had them and we... It's like one of our best-selling beers, so like we'll keep that one on tap. Um, but we have like you know we we dabbled with uh, an Oktoberfest beer, which was a lot of fun, um, just doing some German stuff. And then uh, we had this we had this strawberry wheat beer, um, which is like red, which I thought was cool. The first time that we got that one out, it was like wow. Oh no, the cherry wheat, the cherry, cherry wheat. wheat. Okay, and it was like because strawberry wheat sounds good too. It does. <laughs> you're, you're right. It does sound good. But it was a cherry wheat, um, and like it was it was. Like, really red for a beer and i thought it tasted really good that was like a limited thing that we did so i definitely would like to do more of it um but yeah listen if if it's selling we'll, we'll keep making it you know you talk about i mean this is really your indian infancy stage and you're still learning the rope so to speak or you're still getting your feet wet in a lot of areas yeah what what are some of the, the, the what are some of the processes or what are some of the things as far as how how are you getting the name out how do you find that you're introducing yourself to the community? Well, we come on podcasts, especially this one. Okay, to get, thank to you. To get the name out there. Um, but, you know, I mean, we, we, we try to post in, in, like, Brewers and PA is amazing. I mean, those guys are great. Um, you know, they're, they're very good about getting breweries' names out there. And then, really, I mean, like, uh, I was lucky enough to get our beer on um, What's Brewing, which is on uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia, the TV show, uh, with Glenn Macdow and Joey Sixpack. So that was cool. Um, and really, I'm just trying to almost use my connections to try to, you know, get it out there. Over It was funny, the, the, the day before Christmas, I think Christmas Eve, I literally drove all around the, the New Jersey and uh, north, uh, like above the city area, just dropping it off to people that I knew that would post about it and hopefully spread the word so it's definitely been more word of mouth than anything and just trying to grow the grow the social a little bit rather than having like a big marketing plan do you feel like that marketing side does that come natural for you or is this something you're learning as you go or just utilizing examples from what other people are doing and you just kind of gravitate towards what you feel is going to work for you i'm definitely learning as i go um you know i mean some of these breweries like do crazy cool stuff and i'm like i have an iphone and I I try to take good photos and then like put a filter on it. Um, so yeah, it's definitely learning as we go. Um, try to see what other places do and seeing how they, they do things and, um, you know, implementing it to ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's funny, like I personally have a pretty big following, but I'm not very good at like promoting myself because like getting yourself out there can be kind of scary. Um, but yeah, so I just been kind of trying to, trying to use that and try to, you know, try to get it. In. I honestly find that to be surprising. Yeah. I know. Like, like you're extroverted, but you're introverted. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a weird it's thing. It's like you're dynamically opposed to yourself right now. Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's, it's the, it's the weirdest thing, but I know I have to do it for, for stuff, like especially in getting the, the beer out there. So, um, yeah, so we're just trying to, trying to use what I, what I can to, to get in the right hands of people and let them kind of post about it and hope, hope, uh, people show. 
Well, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come back. All right. We'll talk some beer. We'll talk about you and your father's vision for the beer and uh, try some beer. All right. Sounds great. Awesome. Brewskits. Beer, grain, dog, bones. Brewskits. Your dog will go wild. Brewskits. Beer, grain, dog, bones, a healthy alternative for your pup. Brewskits are all natural and made in the USA. Visit brewskit.com. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-T.com. We are back. We have beer in front of us. Ross has joined us. Learned a lot about Ross just during the break. We may even talk beef jerky if this goes out. Of, it gets out of hand. But, Ross, you're creating this. Jack, you're helping to kind of bring flavor profiles together. You're, you're getting – look – I almost wish we had held this up to release this on Father's Day weekend because I feel like this is like a fa- this is a great father and son story. My question for you is, Ross, what? How do you feel like? Just this is creating something for you as a family business that you're doing every day. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of tough, but honestly, because you know, time flies, and who knows where where we'll be in five years. So um, it's very interesting. That's kind of where he comes along. Because old man's getting old. <laughs> you don't seem that old to me, honestly. <laughs> Thanks. Definitely not. You know, well, it's pretty I, good for his age. There, there's a lot of families that do one thing, but then the you know part of the family doesn't want to be involved. But it seems like you guys are are working together pretty much every day, and you really need to have that mutual respect and admiration, and and you know want to do well with each other and help each other. Well, it's been actually kind of fun, you know, as far as in coming together because. He's a sports guy, and I'm not. I'm not really a sports guy, but love to eat, like to drink. Okay, love to eat, love to drink. <laughs> right. Both like beer. That's that's the main the main <laughs> common denominator. Beer is a common yep. interest. Yep. All right. Yeah. You know what? That's great because now yeah. you can sit down and talk about beer. Yeah. At the end of the day, hey, why don't you taste what I tried? Or hey, I have this idea. Why don't we go about trying to make that right? That's just, I just, I think that's fascinating. Exactly, or just sharing beers that you had. It's like, hey, what do you think of this? Oh, like, I love that. Because, I mean, I, that's, I, I try beers, all new beers all the time just to get an idea of what they're doing. And not so much what they're doing, but just the flavor. Just because it's all about flavor, right? Jack talked about the fact that you were a Coors Light guy. And then you gravitated more towards craft beer. I was well, actually a Rolling Rock guy. Rolling Rock, oh, yeah. 20 some years. The you know? original Rolling Rock. Yeah, the original, yeah. Yeah. What is it, 535 for a 24? Oh, yeah. Seven, yeah. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> so, so so you're a Rolling Rock guy. Yeah, and then kind of um, my wife started drinking Coors Light, and if I ran out, uh, you know, that's the only thing you had. I kind of got a taste for Coors Light, and then... Now, now here you are. Eventually got into craft beer. Eventually grew up a little bit. So <laughs> that's how we turn. Everything goes with yeah. tequila. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That should be a t-shirt, but, you know... That's a great one. Everything goes with tequila. So we've got four expressions here, four things that you're brewing right now. Yes. Which one should we start with? Um, let's start with the alt school. And I'm assuming this one, That's that, yeah, I wasn't even close. I pointed the wrong one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so talk about the alt school. Uh, well, it's German-inspired, the German classic lager, um, right? I mean, pretty much that's what it is. It's a German yeah, beer. Yeah, I mean, it was like a uh, late what, March beer or so, just a, a lager-type style, still being in nail. With your vision or what you're trying to create, what goes into your mindset as far as creating this beer? What are you looking to create out of it? That's a hard question because it really depends on the style of the beer, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the IPAs I'm kind of really focusing on because... You can make it fruity, juicy, hazy, uh, but there's so many varieties. And so just picking up the one I really like, quite honestly. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I think yeah. well, with our last name being Fritz and we we're trying to think that we're German. And German. Yeah, so. We want, Supposedly. Yeah, we want to try to be German. And uh, and we thought it'd be just, you know, good to brew a, a good classic German beer because there's not many, you know, on the market and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it tastes it tastes very authentic, I think. Um, has good good flavor to it. I love I love the fresh, creamy nose to it. Um, it's malty multi-graininess of it, but it all just seems very fresh. Almost like a, you mentioned like a March beer, but this is something that I almost feel like if I'm thirsty and I just want to have a beer, this is what I may gravitate towards. Yeah, I mean, if you have this in the summer, you're not going to be... Yeah, disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it's not too heavy. It's not going to overpower you. It has good flavor. It's pretty light. All that stuff. Not not heavy on the hops? They're still there to play with, right? As As you do this, are you finding for you and what you're doing... Are, are you playing with more yeast now? Are you really doing some different things with the hops or just kind of sticking in your lane right now and just working on what you feel comfortable kinda with? Kind of really trying to be consistent. Okay. Honestly, until, until we get everything worked out. And I mean, we're only, we're only here a little over a year. And, you know, the more you brew, the better you get. That's delicious. It's it's delicious. It's refreshing. There's a slight little bitterness to the end. I almost get a citrus note to that. That's probably some of that. Coming out of the hops a little bit, but you you could you could just enjoy this all day. I talk so. yeah. talk some sports, right? Well, he loves talking sports. <laughs> Any chance he can get to come in here and talk some, on, talk some sports, he's he'll be all in. It's it's one of his best things is talking some baseball. Yeah, it's funny because on my podcast, uh, I'll tell I'll tell people to go in and try to talk baseball with them. And, doesn't go it well. doesn't it go over well. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't go very far. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That is so funny. So, what do you like to talk about besides beer, Ross? Well, you know, geez, what do I like to talk about? Yeah, so now that like when people about? come in, you can <laughs> actually have like a conversation because I know what you want to talk about. Somebody asked me that. What talk some music? I used to like the. I love music. Okay. I, I did uh, like the fish. I might get back into that. I don't know. I like eating. I, I definitely like traveling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very All right. deep. So when you come to Four Fingers, when you see Ross, talk about fishing, talk about food, talk about travel. He's yeah, a happy talk guy. A little, talk talk a about music. Pink Floyd, little Beatles, you know, All throwback. Right. throwback kids. Good yeah. All right, that works. Which way are we which way are we gravitating uh, to next? Well, I guess we should go to the stout, you know, we'll knock this whole little This corner of the Yeah, corner of the market out. Okay. This is our this is our second stout. Our first stout. What was our our first stout was a was a more Irish stout. Um, it was actually like a coffee milk stout. Yeah, and it wasn't supposed to be on nitro, but then I think we got nitro in here, so um, that is on nitro. That is a uh, that's just a oatmeal stout. Kind of was messing with the stouts. Uh, started out with a coffee milk stout, then I did that again. Then I did an oatmeal raisin stout. Thinking you know oatmeal cookie and raisins, you know. Uh, so, um, the raisins didn't come through, but everybody liked the oatmeal, except that I knew that I started reading more, and the oatmeal should be a higher percentage of your, so I, so I bumped that up and on this one here, or, or the one before that. Yeah, so it has a nice, should have a nice oatmeal taste to it. It is on nitro. What I love about your description, Ross, is just the learning process. You're okay with saying, I don't know everything. And I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to try. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, a lot of times, look, your name, I mean, your name's on the front door, so to speak. And people expect that when you come in and do this, that you know everything. But you really have this good feeling and you, you understand yourself. Hey, I'm going to try this. 
Oatmeal comes out, more oatmeal. Raisin, not so much. Try another one. I raised this boy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have been a chef for 30 years. Okay, so. Uh, Yeah, so. so. I I know my way around a kitchen. Okay, I thought it was just the experimental part. No. No, I'm very good around. I'm very good with food and flavors and everything else. I mean, that's all I've done. And I totally enjoyed that, cooking, uh, for the most part. So, cooking and drinking and making beer now <laughs> what i what i like looking at this and just looking at just the absolute it almost is like a pillow of of froth it's very captivating yeah i mean it looks how you know you yeah, hope stout, stouts look so and we both like stouts a lot yeah so. yeah so it basically yeah it has a nice little stout flavor to it stout look to it um tastes like a classic stout um it has a little you know, nice little dirt to it i get some bitter chocolate notes to it, yeah. some some nuttiness to it. There is still coffee that comes out of that. I guess the oatmeal is really where you're going to get some of the creaminess notes to it. A little bit of um, – you get some barley that, that comes through there. But this is delicious. This is really, really tasty. Yeah, it's, it's been I wasn't even going to share it with you. No, yeah, I know. It's, it's been one of our best best ones going it. here for a little bit. And for stouts, again, uh, what's the, um, what's the uh, alcohol in this? Do you, have an, do you know what it is? It's like six three. Six three. So yeah. this isn't heavy. You can drink a couple of these, really enjoy it, um, and and be able to still enjoy the flavor Definitely. without it killing your taste buds on that. Right. That's that's the yeah, goal. You don't want to stop to be overpowered. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll give that one to you to finish. Yeah, up. Like finish that one off. That one's good. Yeah. So where are we moving to next? Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to high hops. Okay. So high hops is that one. <laughs> Yours are labeled. I know. Mine I know. Aren't. Sorry. Yeah. The, the, the lighter okay. one. The lighter one. That's all right. Yeah. So this is our. Ah, uh, oh, that comes through. That there's so much floral on that. That's awesome. Yeah. This is our session. Um. So you know we, we didn't want it to be a session that didn't have the hop flavor to it. You know because a lot of sessions it feels like they're just. You know, they're just kind of there's a little bit of hoppiness to it, but it's you can just tell there's lighter, um, lighter flavor to it. So the goal was to to create a beer that you could. The idea was to create the perfect beer to have at a ball game, um, just off of baseball and uh, the podcast and stuff like that. So um, yeah, so it's it's a nice light beer, but I think it has I think it has good flavor off of the um, even with a low alcohol percentage in it. So I'm enjoying the grapefruit I get, the pineapple on the nose. Um, the floral notes to this, just really nice, crisp and clean on the nose. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that was the idea behind it. You know, something that you could have a, a good amount of, but you're not, you know, it's not overpowering to where you're, you know, you <laughs> so you still have the flavor with it, but not like the old sessions that you just kind of weren't very flavorful and you just tasted very hoppy. Um, so yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a good beer. You know, Jack, what I what I get of this is, um, and and just I mean. Dawn and I don't gravitate as much towards the IPAs. Mm-hmm. And I think because of maybe is a lot of what you're talking about, that you can't – for us, we just we just can't just sit there and just – if you want to go to a ball game, I wouldn't choose to do an IPA. But I think you're spot on with this, that I can really sit there and enjoy this yeah. and drink it more like I would like a lager or an ale or something that I could just drink a couple of them. And that's – Already, what's resonating with your beers that there's there's flavor there, but you can really enjoy drinking a couple of them, and you can gravitate through, towards your through your lineup right. and really enjoy your beer. Yeah, and none of them are like 
none of our beer is overpowering. I would say, yeah. like you can, you can all, you can taste the flavor in all of them, but none of them are just. You're not going to be knocked out after a couple of them. You know, it's it's, it's a. We wanted to create a place where you can come and have a good amount of beers and hang out with your friends and and that stuff. And I think that we have uh, we have achieved that so far. I get the rindness where I get that bitterness that comes in, like the rind of a grapefruit, the rind of a citrus. Um, but the hoppiness just doesn't come in and bury you, right. so to speak. But then it it really it, it quenches that thirst, and you want more, right? Because a lot of the a lot of the sessions that you get are very bitter. Like the last thing you taste is this bitter, yeah. hoppy flavor to it. And, and and look, there are people that like that, and I'm yeah. not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying for me and my palate. That's not as enjoyable as what you're serving me today. Right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so we didn't want it to be the classic, like, bitter session IPA. We wanted to kind of make it a little bit different to where it was actually flavorful IPA um, that also is kind of low ABV and, and something you have a lot of, but you're not having the overwhelming, you know, hot bitterness at the end. It is a little darker on the, on the side that we want it to be, though. I think you're, I think you're one with that. I, I, I guess for where you guys are at now, and we're coming out of covid as we talked about, you know, now you can have there, – there are seats at the bar. Right. You've got more tables. You've got this outside area. What can people expect now that – you mentioned some food trucks. What else are you looking to do here at, at the brewery for, uh, you know, when people are coming back or now that they're coming back? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to, to have some different, you know, acts out back. You know, we're trying to, we had a country concert, uh, I guess, like during Halloween or whatever, leading up to Halloween. That was fun. So definitely having more acts back there because it's a huge, it's a huge back area, and people will come out to it. And uh, yeah, and then you know, we had a comedy show, and maybe we'll do some more of that stuff. But always looking for for stuff like that just to get people in the building. I had an idea of wanting to get like a projector screen and you know put games on or have like a movie night or whatever. So you know now. The, now the beer's kind of settled in and we're starting to get some food here and whatnot. Now it's just, you know, kind of expanding what we can do. So now, you know, people are going to look towards your website or to your social media to see what kind of entertainment and things you're going to have mm-hmm. coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. What does, I mean, overall, with the grand vision as far as what you're doing, what does the future look like for Four Fingers Brewing Company? Uh, Where do you live? You know, it's like that that job interview question. Where would you like to see yourself in five years? Yeah, well, I just I, I would love to be a destination brewery. Like, I mean, that people know that when they come here that you're going to have some some really solid beers, and um, you know, it's a it's a good place to hang out and with your friends, and so hopefully a local local spot. Now, what happens if you're already there? I don't know. Hopefully, if you're, hopefully, hopefully if you're already a destination brewery, what what happens now? Well, then then. We hit our hit our plans. So, okay. So then I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll kind of we're kind of rolling with the punches and see how it goes. Um, we'd love to get high hops into some some big places and maybe hopefully the the ballpark one day. Um, but yeah, just see now that's a great aspiration. That see that, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because like, like I I just feel like if that I love that if that can was in the ballpark, I think I think who, it would, who would not buy? Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so I think that that's it, and just you know continuing to make good. Good, solid beers that people want to come out to and, you know, becoming a bit of a, a destination spot. I do see lots of kegs. So you yeah. are now on tap at some local restaurants. Yeah. Is that something you're doing now or is this all for you? This is all for, this is all for us. Well, wow. by the way, there's a lot of beer for you to consume. So come on out. There are a lot of yeah. kegs that they filled up. So. Plenty of beer. Plenty, Plenty of beer. beer. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, getting in places is, is something that would be interesting, um, but we'll get there. What is, so so? What I hear you you're saying right now. The goal right now is to continue to build 
the brewery, mm-hmm. to build the recognition, to continue to build your consistency, to build out some different flavors, some different styles of beers, and then just feel like it's going to gravitate towards more from there. Yeah, but like put our footprint down here in Aston. Like we're here, you know, we want you to come out and you know make it come out and have some some solid beers and you know i think we have a good i think we have a good base of uh of beers now and then i want to get eventually more into limited release stuff small batch stuff seasonal stuff you know we want to have like summer beers we want to have like october beers i'd love to do a cool you know german Oktoberfest thing with the cool mugs you know the mugs. i can i can see so much going on here i mean just some of these ideas are awesome I mean, yeah. and now it's just about executing them. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, all right. No, nope, no pressure. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So, um, yeah. So it's just about you know trying to find different ways to kind of stick out and um, hope that people continue to come out and you know enjoy our beer. What's the fourth one that you have here? Yeah. So this is the Crema. Um, so the idea behind it was it's a West Coast that has a little bit of lactose in it. So you mentioned lactose. Yes. What is it about? What does lactose do for a beer? Well, I just think I think it creates an interesting flavor to it. Okay, you know, just kind of you know, it takes away a little bit of the bitterness. I mean, as a, as a beer drinker, I mean, I don't want to assume I know everything about beer. Right. I, I don't ever want to assume like I don't want to know anything about that. I know everything, but I'm, I'm always curious, and I and I know we never asked like what is what does the inclusion of lactose do for beer? I just personally think it makes it taste a little a little sweeter and then kind of limits the the bitterness to it. Okay, um, and you know, West Coasts are traditionally more. Of the bitterness, so we kind of wanted to take a shot and see, Balance you know, kind of a little bit, right? Kind of see what the lactose would do to do to a West Coast because I didn't really see many West Coasts with a little bit of lactose in it. So just kind of an interesting way for us to kind of stick out and do a different version. That was our twist on it, right? That was the the four fingers twist. twist yeah. I get like I feel like I'm like fruity pebbles. But is, is, is that tasty? Yeah. It's tasty. It's my favorite beer. Or Fruit Loops? I mean, I just Actually, get this 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 um, very fruity cereal flavor on it. It's just good. It is good. <laughs> it's creamy. It smells good. It's like, I'm sorry. I mean, I... Uh, That's okay. I mean, you're making it, so you don't have to apologize for that. Yeah. Or I wish we had our hazy crazy that um, is our usual um, go-to. Well, now people have to come to the brewery there you go. to Listen, try that. Hazy is a... Like, it's a Big hazy drinker. It's a, it's it's a it's a legitimately good hazy. It's so. murky. It's it's not even hazy. It's just murky. Very proud. Just, of it. Very proud. Of it. Well, that's very Delco-ish, isn't it? L- the murkiness of it. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's, that's about as Delco as it gets. So yeah, it's good. Is, is murky a Delco word? I just think that it could just be an impression of Delco. I mean, from the Saturday Night Live. Yeah, from that Saturday Night Live skit they did. and Murder just, Durder? Yeah, Murder yeah. Durder. Yeah, yeah. That's good so one. they left out murky, uh, hazy, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if they, they want to work in Four Fingers Brewing Company to uh, Saturday Night Live, we'll, we'll be all in. We, we will definitely do that. This has been, this is, you're, uh, all right, so we, this is our first time here. Yes, welcome. And great beer. No, you guys are making some great beer. And, What's really cool about this is, and for Dawn and I, you know, you asked, you know, Jack, as we started, how we got, you know, for us, how we got started. And it's sitting down and meeting people like you guys. It's it's learning your story and trying some stuff that, you know, we, we you know, we, we travel out to find. This is really solid, good beer. Yeah. And Cheers. something that we want to just come back. And, you know, we'll tell our friends, we'll tell people in the podcast that, you know, if you're in the Aston area, you're 25 minutes basically south of Philadelphia, you're 20 some minutes really not too far from Delaware, 
you're really in an easy yeah. to get right to across spot. the bridge from New Jersey. Right across close the bridge. Close enough. Close yeah, enough. Pretty, so, good, pretty good amount of parking, especially in the rear, and we're only going to make it better. We'll be back. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Look forward to every, every day, which is pretty, pretty nice. You guys have been great. And Really appreciate your time today. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah. We Thanks can't wait. Go to your social media. What's your social media, by the way? Yeah, it's just at Four Fingers Beer on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. And website? Fourfingersbeer.com. Fourfingersbeer.com. So you'll find the full lineup, your hours, what kind of specials you have going on, activities yep. in the back. And we can't wait to come back and see exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, guys. Thank you.